Hello, my beautiful sluts out there. Um, this Welcome to another episode of A Slut with Morals. Uh, I'm your host, Ruby May. You can follow my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, all at A Slut with Morals. You can follow the TikTok at A Slut with Morals podcast. Um, so this is definitely, we're going to talk something seriously, but then we're also going to talk um, about my week with uh, the Virgin. Um, so this is definitely, definitely, um, I mean, it has been, you know, a few weeks since my last episode and I, and I feel terrible. Um, another, you know, so a couple of, you know, wonderful weeks have gone by and boy, have I been on a wild ride. Um, so the last episode I did, it took me a couple of weeks, you know, to, to do and, um, so I've decided that I'll start researching the next topic while I finish up the previous script. Um, so tune in because next week I'm going to talk about the OJ Simpson trials um, and everything that went on behind them. Of course, this is stuff that you can Google, but if you want someone with a very nice, sweet voice to talk to you about murder, I'm more than all for it. Uh, so for this week, though, we're going to go old school and do strictly rel- relationships. Um This past week, I did another questionnaire on my Instagram, and I asked you lovely people what you wanted to hear me talk about, and you all wanted to hear about the virgin, but before I get to that, um, my lovely coworker asked me for her opinion, I'm sorry, she asked for my opinion on something um, that I feel is super underrated, um, and that is the difference in dating, being exclusive, and actually being boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, so say you and I are dating, right? I'm dating all of you and all of you are dating just the one me. Um, I'm I'm kidding. Um, so say we're dating and you don't ask me to be exclusive. I shall continue to date other people. Um, if you do not ask me to be exclusive and then get mad at me for dating other people, you're kind of the one to blame. Um, Because the difference in between asking to be exclusive and being boyfriend and girlfriend is that I can introduce you as my boyfriend and when we break up, there is an actual breakup that will possibly affect both of us mentally and emotionally. Uh, But you cannot get mad at someone you did not ask to be exclusive, um, nor your boyfriend or girlfriend. If they still date others for all they know, you are doing the same fucking thing. Um, Now, if you are the type of person to date just one person at a time, ask that person to also do the same. Uh, This way, this gives both of you a chance to actually get to know the other before deciding if... uh, if you're the right fit for each other or not. It also lets you kind of just concentrate on this one person so that, you know, you're not getting distracted by other people. You know, you're you're more in tune to each other. Um, so now on to Tate the Virgin. So please remember I never use real names and everyone is confidential. So we met on Bumble um, and of course... And on Bumble, women have to reach out first, which is kind of nice because you don't get the creepy Tinder messages like, hey, I'd like to tongue fuck Uranus into next week, which as alluring as that sounds, it's um, it's most likely a no from me because I don't know you. Uh, But on my Bumble profile, I absolutely was not looking for hookups. Honestly, just a friend I can bring onto the show and talk about or have, you know, a different perspective on some things. And so um, I messaged Tate and he immediately is super interested in the podcast and how I became a men's mental health advocate. So if you follow me on social media, 
uh, I really do speak out against how toxic women treat men. Uh, not saying that there aren't men that are toxic back, but there are generally good men out there that aren't given a chance because someone else fucked up, you know? And the good ones are treated horribly due to their own fucking trauma because instead of taking the time to heal yourself, you jumped into a new relationship, still totally bitter. And then there are those good guys um, and they're left totally shattered, you know, left to work on their trauma alone or made to feel insecure and full of self-doubt because they think like, why wasn't I enough for this person, right? Um, so I am going to be bringing a guest on the show next week to talk about his own personal experiences. Um, I'm here to have men be more vocal and help each other understand or be able to relate more and let you know you are not alone in your struggles, you know. Um, just how women are there for women, men need to be there for men as well. Um, so we're having such a great conversation. Back to Tate, I'm sorry. So Tate and I are having such a great conversation, even though I'm slow to reply and it's a Friday night and the hospital's fucking crazy. Um, you know, I we get off slightly kind of early and I'm able to uh to catch the bar before it closes and I'm starving, like I haven't eaten yet. And um and so I ask him if he wants to have a few drinks. And he's kind of reluctant, but says yes. So I notice he, we get to the bar and he is so cute. Like maybe it's because I go out a lot, um, after work, you know, and I drink heavily, but I noticed that when we got to the bar, so it's kind of cool because this is his first time here in Dallas. Um, he, he moved here from, I think Ohio. I'm not too sure. No, Utah, I think Utah. And so, uh, but I've noticed, so like, I know the ins and outs of Deep Ellum in Dallas, and it's like my favorite place to go. That's like, that's where I fucking go all the time. And so I'm like showing him how to get to there. We pay our, you know, our entrance fee and then we're going and he's like, where are you going? And I'm like to the kitchen. So I get to the kitchen. I go all the way to the back. I get to the kitchen. I order my food. And, um, he's like, do you know the people that work here? And I said, no, I just, I'm here, you know? And he's like, oh wow. And he's like, okay. So I order the food, we go sit down and I'm like, do you want anything to drink? And he's like, yeah. And so he's like, what do I do? And I said, well, you just go to the bar and you ask for your drinks. And he's like, okay. And so he goes to the bar and I guess he gets, he's standing there and he feels dumb or something. Um, and he's like, he comes back and has no drinks in his hand. And I was like, you okay? And he's like, yeah, he's like, what do I do? And I said, well, you just, you wait till they give you your food. And he goes, oh, um, I was like, you, you wait till they give you your drinks, you know? And he was like, oh, and I said, is this, uh, I was like, I can go get them. That's no problem. He's like, okay. And so I go and I get the drinks, you know, and it is, it, it to me, it was just so cute. Like whenever I'm on a date, like I'm very observant, you know, like I look at body language. I, you know, it's, and it's just because like, I feel body language gives out a lot of, um, you know, it, it really tells you a lot about a person. Like if you're not watching someone's body language, you, you can really tell when someone starts to feel uncomfortable. If you say something or you start, you know, you, you just, you get a lot of vibes from, from that. And, um, and so we get our drinks and he's like, oh my God, this is really good. And, um, and, uh, you know, so like we meet up and he's like really fucking cool and he, you know, we're vibing and talking and 
you know, we stay up till about 4 a.m. and we finally go our separate ways. And the next day we're still talking, you know, I invite him to come to my birthday party. And the next day he shows up to my party and I'm a little wasted and he takes me to his place so I can sober up and we're watching Neighbors and we're on his couch and, um, and we're like cuddling, like he's on top of me. He's just like laying back on me, his, his head's on my chest and I'm like playing with his hair while we're watching this movie. And if you guys don't know, like I fucking love to cuddle, like cuddling is my shit. And, um, <laughs> and so we're cuddling and we're like talking and watching the movie and laughing and, you know, he asks me, cause one of the things that I did say was, um, I, my coping mechanisms sometimes aren't the best, you know, I sleep around and I drink a lot and, um, and like, and I know that it's not, you know, like I used to work out and I used to be like really fit and all of this, but when you work at the hospital all the fucking time and you have a podcast and you have two kids, like, and you have to research shit and you have to write a script, like it's not always so easy to just go to the gym, you know, like I get it. I could be researching and watching documentaries while I'm working out. Yeah. But I don't want to, I want to listen to music anyway. So, um, so one of the things he says, he's like, Hey, are you clean? And I said, yeah. And he, and he, you know, um, and he, he asks if I wouldn't mind getting tested again to prove it because, you know, he, he was like, I've never really been with anyone before. And, I'm still drunk for my birthday party, so I kind of, I'm like, whoa, hold on, you know, like, let's sit up, and so he gets off me, and we're sitting together, and I'm like, um, he, he starts telling me his backstory, you know, he grew up in a Mormon community, and premarital sex is, like, the biggest way to become impure, so he's never even really dated anyone before me, and then I asked him if he was trying to just get it over with, and get rid of it, or if it was something special to him. And he proceeds to tell me that it wasn't for lack of opportunity, you know, he just didn't ever really trust anyone enough to, like, do it. Um, because I'm telling you guys, he's, like, really good looking, and he's funny, and he's, like, charming, and he's really smart. And, um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I get that, you know. I grew up in a small town where if you did something at 10 a.m., the whole world, including your mom and her boss, knew by 3.30. By the time you got out of school, it was known. Um, so, you know, Tate and I start kissing and I ask if he has any concerns about, you know, sex or any like fears or, you know, which is kind of funny because I'm like, if this dude is a virgin because he has a small dick, I'm fucking leaving, you know? Um, anyway, so he proceeds to tell me (laughs) that he's not, that he's uncircumcised. And then I kind of giggle because I'm like, honey, that is loads more common than you think. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to put him at ease here. And I'm just trying to make sure that, like, if he does have any sex questions about sex, like, I'm more than happy to, like, you know, I'm kind of a sexpert. So, so I reassure him that it's totally normal. And I ask him about his size and he goes, well, from what I read, I'm slightly bigger than average. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> boy, <laughs> I went, okay, that's all good things. Um, so we go back to kissing and he asks if he can see my boobs and I tell him yes. So I pull my dress down enough for him and he goes down on my nipples and I reach down on him and pull his pants down and I was fucking shocked. Okay. I was shook if I was shook up like shook. Okay. Um, I was, I was not expecting this 
fucking thing to just like come out of someone so skinny jesus christ although like since uh, since jordan happened like i know if they're tall and lanky like shit's gonna be massive so so i'm playing with him and he's sucking on my nipples and my whole body is just like going haywire because his mouth is fucking magic and he's tweaking my other nipple and i move his head lower to my core and his breath catches you guys like i'm so wet I, like, I moved his hand, like, you know, he's, like, his hand, one hand is on my, one, his mouth is on my nipple, and then the other hand is, um, on my titty, and then, like, <clears throat> I moved his hand down, and he got, like, his breath caught, you know, like, he got nervous, and you guys, I was so wet, I created a wet spot, like, literally, I was fucking leaking everywhere, so he's playing with my clit, and I tell him to slip a finger in, and his fingers alone are long and his mouth is still on me and he moves his thumb and he's like slightly rubbing it and I'm telling him the whole time like what to do and he's just like oh my god you're so incredibly wet <coughs> and I'm moaning because he's like hitting my g-spot and and I'm like do you do you feel that spongy thing and he says yeah and I'm like that's the g-spot and then I went, congratulations, buddy. For your first time, you already found it. So he keeps, like, tapping it, and he moves his palm while it's, like, rubbing against my clit. And I'm thinking, there is no way this is this dude's first time. Like, I let him know not to stop, and amazingly, he didn't. Which is also incredible, because normally when you're about to come and you tell a guy not to stop, they change rhythm and everything, which throws you off, and then they come, and you're unsatisfied. So, <clears throat> I came so fucking hard. I, I, I ended up having to tell him to, like, get his hand out of me because I was so sensitive. Like, so sensitive. And I'm resting for, like, maybe two minutes when I ask if I can go down on him. And this is the only reason that I believe that he's a virgin. Like, he had no idea how he liked it he he didn't know how to direct me to blow him you know um guys mostly are like choke on my dick till you fucking come and die you know which you can't you can't come like that like you don't come like that um <clears throat> so i go down to lick his balls and he goes wow that feels spectacular spectacular and he's like would it be okay if i can if i can jerk off while looking at your your vagina he said I've never seen one up close and oh my fucking god I flipped over and spread my thighs as far as I possibly could and he's like oh my god it's so beautiful wow so pretty it's like a little rosebud it's so creamy and y'all he fucking exploded I was honestly shook that he wanted to focus on me like I really thought it was going to be somewhere I thought it was going to go somewhere like I really thought this relationship was going to go somewhere, but alas, I am me, and this is a slutty podcast, so we go on a few more dates, and the following Saturday night, I go out with my cousin, and she and I are arguing, so I call him, he picks me up, I take a bath at his place, and all we do is cuddle. In the morning, we talk a bit more, 
I talk about my kids where he ends up telling me that he doesn't want any. And I can tell he's losing interest in me because he's, like, focusing on his phone now. Um, he takes me to get my car where he doesn't really talk or hold my hand. He drops me off and then I text him. You know, I was like, I feel like I scared you with my kid talk. And he said, well, yeah, you did. So the rest of the conversation doesn't really matter. Um, at the end of the day, I shouldn't have to convince someone why they're good for me. They're the ones that should convince you as to why they're the best option for you. And so I let it go and I let him go. And that's that, which is funny because that same night I got my SED results back and I'm clean. Um, you know, uh, so, so another, so, I mean, like if, if, even if he were to come back into my life, like I would be so incredibly guarded that it wouldn't be worth it. It just reminds me, you know, childless men only like single moms for the experience, not for them or what they could do for them, you know? Um, and in this dating society, I truly feel as though like I'll never be good enough to love as I am with kids and all. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and just a PSA, um, I keep getting asked this question about where to get tested and how often you should get tested. Um, if you have a health, if you have health insurance or don't, and urgent care is probably your best shot. There are free clinics that do it and Planned Parenthood helps both men and women. They also have financial assistance. Um, a lot of metropolitan areas host free STD testing. You can also go to your local hospital. Uh, the STD testing is pretty easy. If you have discharge of the yellow to green variety, ladies, they will swab you. Uh, but this is for everyone. You'll also pee in a cup and then they'll take three vials of blood. And remember, the more hydrated you are, the easier it is to find your veins and the vials fill faster. Um, now, I got some hate from a follower that told me that although she loves following me, she felt that I shared too much and I shouldn't have posted my clean test results. But see, like, I posted my test results and I had over 20 people ask me where and where they could get tested and get them done. And, um, guys, I love sex. Like, I love rough, slow, soft, kinky, passionate sex. I do not care about your formal partners. I don't care how many you've had. What I do care about, though, is that you are clean so we can get down and dirty. If you don't know about your cleanliness or it's been a while since you've been tested and I don't really know you, not only are we using condoms, but I can't go down on you. And I love giving head, so please don't take that away from me. Getting tested is super easy. You can even download an app on your phone um, that lets you that lets you carry the results around with you, pay your medical bills, schedule your next appointment, etc. If you're very active and have many different partners, I would say seasonally. Uh, four times a year, every three months, um, every six months if less, and then once a year. Uh, this guy Joey I dated was getting checked monthly. Like, I knew he was promiscuous, but that never really mattered because we only messed around after he'd get tested. You know, have peace of mind, you guys. Best time to get tested after raw dogging someone is about 48 to 96 hours. That's kind of when the bacteria really starts to build up. So please, if you have concerns, get tested. A few months ago, we had a 49-year-old woman come into the ER, uh, had slight COVID symptoms. She had just came back from a trip in Mexico. And so whenever you get blood drawn uh, in my area, in my hospital, we automatically test for HIV and AIDS. Her results were positive. She hadn't been tested. Uh, she, had, you know, she hadn't been tested uh, since she had given birth to her son 19 years prior. In the span of 19 years, of course, you're going to have sex with other people. She had just no idea when or who 
she got it, which means that she may have unknowingly spread the virus to others and those to more. And just to let you know, you guys, when you find out you have an STD or an STI and you do not make your former partners aware of it, you can be sued because you're like putting their life in danger. Um, but you know, I was thinking, um, so that's like that information that I have for you guys. Like that's where you guys can get tested. Um, back to the Tate situation. Um, I know that one day someone is going to, you know, realize that they can't live without me or my kids. And that's probably the person that I'm going to marry. Um, the man that rather argue with me and nobody else and rather kiss me than some supermodel. I'm going to marry the man that sees my flaws and my imperfections and think that they make me perfect. You know, um, that scars on my bellies don't matter, etc. Like, a, that's, that's where I am now. <clears throat> and that's where I'm going to leave you, you dirty sluts, because, uh, I need to eat my lunch before I go back to work. So I love you all. Be safe. Wear a mask and wash your hands.